In this episode, Ken Schumann and a group of faith walkers reflect on why change brings anxiety. The focus scripture is from Mark 5, 1-20. This conversation was recorded in November of 2023. Our mission is to make homeless possible for individuals, communities, and the world. To learn more about faith walking, visit www.faithwalking.com. Join the conversation. So we've been traveling through the book of Mark, the gospel of Mark. Um, and we've been, we've just been looking for uh, principles, but we've also been looking for faith walking principles. So today we're in Mark chapter five, and there's a, there's a story at the beginning of Mark five uh, that goes from about verse one all the way through verse 20. And it, it's the story that uh, if you've been in and around church or the Bible much, you will know the story. It's the story of the, the demon-possessed man of, uh, that, that lived there. So Jesus and the disciples go across the lake, and they, they go to a new spot, and, uh, and instantly they're, they're confronted. And I'm going to put it, I'm going to put it in some modern language. They're, they're confronted by a homeless man who seems to be completely out of his mind, uh, who, who's living in the cemetery. And um, so, so just imagine that as your welcoming committee. You, you show up in a community, and the first person you meet is this homeless mentally unstable uh man and the story goes that the scripture tells us he was demon possessed and again i i don't know what all to to believe about any or all of that because in our time we're not it it's not something we deal with as much as it seemed like they dealt with in in biblical times so i don't know if things have just changed, or if we just don't see it, or another possibility is that maybe they described mental illness as demon possession in that day, because that's the only way they knew how to describe it. And it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter to the story, but it helps me sometimes to say, okay, how do I translate it into our life? Well, so imagine a man who who is homeless, mentally unstable, and maybe the man had some some really severe trauma at a, at some point in his life that he has no no understanding of or capacity to deal with or wrestle through. Um, when when Jesus confronts him and asks him his name, he said, "Oh, well, my name's Legion." Well, interestingly enough, the uh, and and I'm not trying to explain anything away. I'm just trying to help us think about it, maybe in some new or different ways. Uh, the the Roman army was uh, was in and around the area where he was, and he had experienced Roman legions, which were uh, army units of about six thousand people, and 
who knows, maybe he was traumatized because of an encounter with the Roman legion uh, in, in, in who knows what kind of way. Um, no matter what, even if we say, okay, no, it was it, he was just filled with demons. Well, how did that happen? How how did how did they overwhelm him? And so Jesus, it, uh, well, let me let me back up and say, and what if because of the trauma, and because he didn't know how to deal with his trauma, what if he convinced himself he was full of demons? I mean, so again, if as I translate it to today, I know a whole lot of people that are traumatized in one way or another, and they believe things about themselves that really aren't true, but they believe it's true. And if you believe it's true, guess what? Then it's true because you're you're behaving on it. So I had a, a long story I won't go into, but I had a had a woman uh, who a, a person sent to me and for coaching and. Um, and she sat down here in my office and she started talking to me about the fact that her boyfriend had put a curse on her and that, and that she was now couldn't do anything, was paralyzed because her boyfriend had put a curse on her. She was convinced that she was under the curse. I don't have a lot of experience with things like that, but mostly what I did with her was was pray and talk about the fact that God's power is bigger than any curse and that we're just going to pray that God's power is alive and true in her life and that that curse has no power anymore. And when she left, she, she was okay because she believed in her head that the curse had been broken. And so there are times whatever we believe about demons, whatever you believe about it. Uh, but there are times when, when people believe things are wrong with them and then behave in such a way, and, and, and it may or may not be true, but it's what they believe. So no matter, no matter if that was true, whether it was real demons or uh, um, this guy believed he had demons, Jesus just dealt with it and basically said, you know, God's power is bigger than those demons. And we're going to cast the demons out of you. The demons leave. And, and, you know, and then there was this conversation with Jesus and the demons who, who didn't want to just be cast out into nowhere, uh, send us into this herd of pigs on the hillside and uh, for us. And Jesus did that. Now, don't ask me anything about what that means, because I don't have a clue. You know, Jesus dialoguing with demons and Jesus be agreeing to send demons into pigs. I don't know, but the pigs went wild and ran off the cliff. Okay, so about a thousand pigs. Uh, now, if this was a Jewish community, what they had a thousand pigs uh, because Jews don't eat pork. I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. It raises all sorts of questions for me. Uh, may, maybe they were raising the pigs to feed the troops, and maybe that's the way they earned income is selling pigs to the troops. I don't know, but the pigs went off the hill. So, so then the, the herders of the pigs run into town and start telling everybody, Oh my gosh, you, 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 you won't believe what just happened. We're out minding our own business, doing what we do every day, doing our job, tending to the pigs, and 
and, you know, Legion, our buddy out at the cemetery that we all know is out there, and that's why we don't, none of us go out by the cemetery because Legion lives out there, and we don't want to mess with Legion because everybody knows he's the town weirdo or crackpot or, you know, whatever. Uh, well, he's out there, and, and they tell the story of, of Jesus casting the demons out through the pigs, and, and then all the townspeople come running out to see what happened. And when they get out there to the pig site, here's Legion, fully clothed, calm, and in his right mind. So here's a man whose life has been transformed in an instant. Most of us, our transformation is a process that takes a long time, just like Judith you were talking about earlier. It just takes time. But But for this guy... His transformation toward wholeness just happened in an instant, and there he is. So can you imagine? Everybody knows this guy. Everybody knows that he's lost his mind. Everybody knows that he lives out in the cemetery, over, out by where they raise the pigs, and they all show up, and he's calm. He's clear-headed. He's conversant. He's, he's healed. And, and here's the thing that surprises me about this story. And the people from town were afraid. Now, that's a curveball for me. Why were they afraid? I mean, oh, my gosh, here's this mentally insane person, and suddenly he's right-minded. I mean, e even if I wonder how did that happen, I love the fact that it happened. Oh, my gosh, this guy's been restored to wholeness. But but they're afraid. And And notice, afraid means they're anxious. And when we get anxious, we get stupid. Yeah. And and here's what they did. They were so anxious that they told Jesus, you got to get out of here. We don't want you around here. So, so basically what they did, out of their anxiety, they cut Jesus off. That's really startling to me. I mean, it, it just it's just startling to me. <laughs> but they did. So then I begin to wonder, okay, why were they so anxious? Wouldn't everybody be for wholeness being restored? Wouldn't everybody be for for goodness to be restored? And and here's my thinking. Right or wrong, none of us like our status quo thrown off. We all like the status. You know what? This is this is my world. Legion is, Legion is our comfortable, you know, mentally ill friend out at the cemetery. We like life that way. We like him that way. We like us this way. We don't, Jesus, we don't want you to change anything. I think, group, that there are a lot of people that, that say, oh, I believe in Jesus and I prayed the prayer to get to heaven, who really don't want the way of Jesus in their community. Because if the way of Jesus comes to a community, things change. That, that system in the community, whatever it is, and I don't know if they had one, but I know there, that every community has systems that perpetuate injustice and oppression. And oh, if the way of Jesus comes, guess what? Those systems 
of oppression and injustice are going to get changed. They're going to get restored. And people's lives are going to be restored. Uh, it's, it's the old thing. Uh, I, I tell the story sometimes of a friend of mine who was a pastor that ran for city council in a community, one of the small communities near us, and uh, and he ran for city council. And his whole thing was, I want I want to uh, I want to be a city council person because I want to get rid of poverty in our in our county. Boy, sounds really good. Nobody was for him getting elected. He he got defeated. And so then as he began to probe around, here's what he found out. The county gets money from the state for every poor person in the county. And they spend that money, and it and it it didn't go to take care of poor people. They just spend it in a variety of other ways. And so the county doesn't want less poor people because the county would have less money. There are systems like that around every community. And so I think sometimes people get afraid of the way of Jesus, because if the way of Jesus really came, what we've been doing wouldn't, isn't going to work. I think maybe some of that was in that. So, so recognize a thousand pigs went over the side of the cliff. That was, it, that was a pretty significant financial occurrence that happened. And those people are saying, dude, you you can't – those thousand pigs were a big part of our local economy. We can't have you coming in and messing with that. Get out of here. We don't want you. We don't want your kind around here anymore. Get out of here. Now, notice that Jesus didn't resist. He just said, okay. I think that's a sign of differentiation. Okay. All really fascinating and interesting things. One final thing uh, that I want to say. So then, this so then Legion uh, gets healed, and Legion asks Jesus. He says, "Well, well, please let me come with you now. I don't want to live in this community. I want to come with you." So notice Legion, let's put it in faith walking language, Legion wants to fuse with Jesus. And Jesus says, I'm sorry, Legion, but I need you to stay here. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to go back to town, and I want you to tell all your friends and all your family what happened today. And I want you just to keep telling that story. So again, in faith walking language, what Jesus told Legion is, Legion, I want you to go, and I want you to have transformational conversations with everybody you see. And I want you to tell them about what, what I did in your life. So in Faith Walking, you all know, Module 2, we talk about transformational conversations. At, that's what Jesus sent, sent Legion to do. Go tell, Just go tell your story. You, notice, he didn't say, go present the plan of salvation. He didn't tell him to do that. He told him, go tell everybody your story. Tell them about what God did in your life. So in another way, we would say, Jesus 
sent legion to live a missional life, right? Where he lives and where he works and where he plays. Just go be you, live your life, and tell your story. And so legion became an evangelist, not with a gospel presentation, but with a story of God's working in his life to restore him to wholeness. Your story, my story, may not be as dramatic as Legion's. We're not nut jobs living in a cemetery. And I'm sorry, I used improper language. I'm just, we're, we're not crazy living in a cemetery, and, and God heals us. But, but you know what? I am crazy. I'm full of anxiety. I, I'm, I'm at a low level of emotional maturity. And and Jesus came along, and he saved me from my sin, but he also rescued me from living a life reacting to my anxiety all the time, of living a life at a lower level of emotional maturity, of living a life where I couldn't differentiate and where I couldn't, you know, where, where I wanted to polarize and fuse and, and all, and Jesus is rescuing me just like he did Legion. That's all the things that got stirred up for me as I read through this text and studied through this text. And I wonder what that stirs in you. Well, it hit right on the nail of my head. <laughs> I literally said to my husband the other night, I, I said, I just want to move to a monastery. Just put me somewhere where I don't have to deal with people. <laughs> now that God's fixed me, not fixed completely. And like, I need to be over here. Yeah, I, I don't want to be influenced by this, this, and this, and I'm not in the market to fix anybody else. And so he's like, "Oh yeah, well that's not going to help our marriage." You know, he's like, "You can't live there and me here." And I'm like, "Well, come along." He goes, "I'm not ready for that." <laughs> you know, but it's just, you know, it, it it's a lot of anxiety. You know, when you're when it's like when you feel good and you're getting delivered by things, mm -hmm. you don't want to have the reminders around you. Yeah. And so it's like, if I could just pick myself up and my whole existence and move to another country, to another place, maybe just start over, I would do it in a heartbeat. But, mm -hmm. but I'm realizing a lot this past week and yeah. studying and contemplation that God wants me right here. I have yeah. to be right here. The so, only problem, Brenda, with moving, just uprooting and moving to a completely new place is you go with you. Exactly. I can't run from me. <laughs> I can't get out of my own head. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> but I but I could feel I you know when you said that I you know when Legion is like oh, please let me go with you. Right. Like, I'm not even afraid of death anymore. It's like and that was something I've always had a fear of. And it's like God, I just want to be with you. My longing to be with him and in his presence is so just so strong now. And yeah. you don't want to hear the bad news of the world. You don't want to hear, you know, a negative, you know, attitude just come in your presence. I, I'm negative enough by myself for the whole world. I don't need assistance in that. So it's, it's just, you know, just not the anxiety of just being stuck, you yeah. know, being stuck.
stuck in that present. God wants you there. You got to get through it. You got to walk through it. This is, this is your job now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard mm-hmm. to accept, but it's necessary. So, yeah. 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 God, uh, God starts restoring us to wholeness and he just sends us back in. I need you in the game. Not fair. <laughs> yep. Are you going to talk to the boss about that? I I don't I don't know. I think I've talked until I'm blue in the face, and his ears are probably falling off. But <laughs> I know he's still listening, and just saying, okay, <laughs> just keep going. Um, what got stirred up for me was that um, you, you know, when the people said, you know, Jesus, go away. It, it reminds me of the story of you, you know when when uh, the disciple Peter first encounters Jesus and he sees this tremendous power Jesus has, he, you know, when the, the thing about the fish and, and Peter falls down and says, you know, get away from me. Uh, because yeah. he can see Jesus is such a, is such a, you know, a powerful, holy person. He says, I am a sinful man. Get away from mm-hmm. me. You don't know what I've done. Uh, I don't deserve to be in your presence. Mm-hmm. And I wonder with these uh, townspeople, is there some of that too? It's like they they, yeah. they see this power Jesus has, and then all of a sudden they're realizing, oh my goodness, we're I, I'm such a sinful person, and you know, you know, like you were saying, Jesus, don't mess with me, don't change my comfort comfortable life, and uh, they're just being so convicted in their soul. It's just like just just get out. I, we I can't stand yeah. to be so close to so much holiness and purity and power. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's. To me, where some of the fear might come from. Yeah, yeah, Jerry, I for sure. Good, good insight. I mean, I wonder, like you, like, well, why don't they come running out and bring all, all their people to be healed? But it's like, no, no, right, right. Yeah. That's what other cities did. That's the yeah. that's the interesting thing. Other towns, I mean, instantly they go get all the sick people and oh, all, all we want. But this town says, oh my gosh, no, you get yours. You know, you know what out of here. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jerry, I think you've you uh, said what I don't. I don't know. Maybe not everyone sees the chat. What I type, you said it much better. But I just said if this guy, could, this guy could fix him in an hour. Why haven't we helped him? Who else is right. he going to fix now and shove it in our face? Just you know, right. um, we haven't right. done anything. And this right. uh, that guilt and that just like. Thank you, Jerry, because that was exactly where my head was. <laughs> we we we've avoided this guy for years, and you come in and meet him and instantly heal him, and you know, uh, uh, yeah, uh, hold it, you know, we 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 told our kids don't go near that cemetery because the legions out there, and he's a nut job. Go for it, Sean. Yeah, well, I mean, last week we had the the kind of on their way to this point story. Yeah, and uh, and I I and we asked you know the question last week you know why is a story here? That's probably a good story, good question to ask of any of the texts. But uh, um, as I was thinking about more throughout the week, this that you kind of hit on it today is this idea of there's resistance, there's Jesus resolves the resistance, and then people have to choose where they're at with that. And you know the so I I you know my perspective and tradition brings a number of things and different things but you know the storm the suddenliness of the storm um 
kind of implies that it is more than just a storm and Jesus speaks to it. And then this man is held. And I like, I like your perspective on the, the demonic stuff. Cause I don't know. I just, I hate giving that demonic stuff too much airtime. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's bad. Right. And we'd like to, and we'd like to see it whole. Right. right. And so right. Um, wherever, if this is a mental, this, I, we just want to see this, this person more whole and more, included and then and then the other part is the you kind of touched on a little bit that the perspective that the townspeople were taking um it's interesting it really it seems to come from the herders first right right mm -hmm. and so it's there's probably an angle there's a there's a bent that they are given first before they even kind of enter into the situation and uh um you know, this happens in, in Acts where they, they kind of deliver the young girl who's pretty much slave labor um, with, you know, the denovation type thing and the town riots against them. Yeah. Um, because those who were profiting are like, wait a minute, um, what is going on here? And it just, it's just hard. It's, just, it's super hard when you start to get in trying to help folks because you know, just had a conversation with some folks in our town. They're trying to do some different stuff. And I start to offer some ideas to try to get off from like grants and make things that are more economically sustainable by the community for the community within the community. And people are like, yeah, but we, we, we like our grant writing, mm -hmm. which is great, you know, and then can we, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, when I tell them that we don't have a lot of money and we're, we're kind of the poor ourselves trying to do these things. They're like, well, their interest and, conversation starts to wane and and it's just like it's almost like if the problem was solved they might be out of work themselves and i'm yeah. like great that would be perfect <laughs> like yeah. um but but there's like a little industry within the industry of, yeah. of helping folks and it's it can be really discouraging mm -hmm. um but anyway so i just i just and i look at this i'm encouraged of going Jesus said he'd go to the other side. Jesus said he's come to set the captives free and there's resistance. But he overcomes the resistance. And we look sometimes very foolish when we respond to his kingdom. And it makes me want to be not as foolish, I guess, if that mm -hmm. makes any sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah kind of wraps that all up i think i think that might be why the story is there or one of the mm -hmm. multi-layered reasons why yeah it's there there's resistance mm -hmm. and he overcomes yeah for sure that's good sean yeah um yeah i mean what what it stirs for me in your story is I want wholeness for everybody, but if it impacts my wholeness, that scares me. And so then I become resistance because that might impact my wholeness. Uh, you know, and, and so I, I lose sight and I lose faith in God's vision of restored wholeness for everybody in every dimension. Everybody's going to be whole. If if it, what it if it appears like for a minute my individual wholeness is going to be impacted, yeah. 
And and I also the other thing that st struck me in what you were saying is that uh, yeah I can imagine the pig herders running into town and telling everybody there there's some idiot out here on the hill that just killed all of our pigs. Oh my gosh, what? Yeah, I mean you know I mean I I picture some guy out there with a you know with with a deer rifle just shooting the pigs you know he's killing the pigs. And they all rush out, man, get out of here. Uh, we, we don't want that kind of nonsense around here. What are you doing? Destroying innocent pigs. Craziness. All of those are good, good, thoughtful things. Thank you all for sharing them. Anybody else got a thought? <clears throat> so I'm going to ask one final question, and then we're going to call it a day. And here's the final question. So from this story, what's the biggest takeaway for you personally? What's something in this story you can take away? Well, for me, um, it, it, it's so, it seems so relevant because, of course, I go back thinking about where I moved from, the things I had all the things that I was comfortable with and now have changed. Um, and I, I was gonna say I did. I felt initially that, well, I don't wanna say it that way either. I believe that God was in this move. Mm -hmm. but I, the reality is it's, it's really miserable having the status quo changed. Mm. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and it's made me anxious. Mm. Um, very anxious yeah. and I probably have been stupid if that's a, a, an outcome of anxiety um but it reminds me that I have to give up holding on to that status quo I can say with my mouth I want to be transformed I want to be whole um yeah but do my actions and my thoughts and my intentions respond do they match up with what i want to say what i'm saying yeah yeah i get it uh, judith i want to be whole as long as nothing changes <laughs> right yeah <laughs> right? just let and what a contradiction yeah let everything stay the same and i want to be whole yeah okay yeah. awesome yeah yeah no doesn't work that way yeah <sighs> And growing think, up is hard. Pardon? Sorry. I said growing up is very hard. It is. It is. Go ahead, Jean. Sorry to interrupt. Also, you know, for me, one of the things that the word legion really stuck with me because I always thought of, you know, like this legion of demons and, you know, we are legion means, you know, all just in my head catholic race catholic all demons you know everywhere and now that i have going through like the faith boxing process the fact is it, we all have quote unquote demons and the demons are the negative voices in our head and we yeah. all have a legion of them it's not just one if it was just one we'd be fixed but we all have these millions of voices in our head that are you know negative 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 and so what happens when you do find wholeness or get closer to wholeness 
will your family accept you or will you be pushed away because they're afraid of what it is that's happening? Yeah, that's really good, Jean. Thank you for that. Yeah. And you saying that, Jean, I, I can attest here. <laughs> I have never felt so isolated in my entire life. I mean, seriously isolated because of my decisions, because of some changes. And it's not just a, re a legalistic type thing. It's just that I've set up so many boundaries in my life at this point because I'm having to focus on healing, physical healing, and along with emotional healing, because of the physical turmoil that I'm going through right now, that people certain people just don't understand. And and it's like, but I welcome everybody. But yet, you know, it's it's like I don't know if anybody in this group has ever known somebody that had cancer or has gone through cancer. I am a former cancer survivor. I mean, I am a cancer survivor. But it seems like when you get something going on bad in your life. People have a tendency to pull, they, they pull back or while you're going through the process of healing, they pull back. It's almost as if it's contagious. <laughs> so they don't want to catch your wholeness. They don't want to catch your change. And they certainly don't want to get into your realm of we can do better. You know, everything's good the way it is. Why fix what's not broken? Mm -hmm. And so it, it, it it's a challenge but you know it becomes an individual decision of you know what i want this more than this what did you one time you said ken your yes has to be more your notice something has yeah, to be yeah in, in order to say no there must be a more powerful yes yes that yes. you choose yes yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i can never say that right you're gonna have to email that to me so what's the more powerful yes <laughs> exactly I know that was rhetorical, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'll go. Um, what what got my attention in this was that um, at the very end, how Jesus is telling him to go back and to tell his story. And I know that I know that God has been edging me towards telling my story, mm -hmm. but sometimes it seems so overwhelming that I it's like like what part, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. that to tell, but to tell my story and not focused on the trauma or the drama, but to focus on what he has done mm -hmm. in the midst of all of that. Mm -hmm. so that's what, I'm just getting an, another encouragement from him to keep moving towards that. Mm. That's beautiful, Trish. Thank you. Yeah. And for me, group, the, the, one of the really powerful and important pieces is, is, is the work that God is doing in us today, right now. And faith walking is, is a tool. It's a mechanism that's giving us some tools that God is using to, to create more wholeness in us. And, and that's a powerful story. God wasn't active in my life just when I was a nine-year-old kid and walked the aisle at my church and got baptized. God's alive in me now uh, and, and is doing this work. And I think people need to hear that. They need to hear that God is still at work in people's lives today and that God can change us. Even if we're old like me. Chris, what you said reminded me of um, something that happened this week. Um, 
our bishop takes all of the clergy out for lunch once a year, um, individually for usually around our birthday month, but she was busy during my birthday month. So we went out on Wednesday and I was telling my son about this the next morning. And, you know, I, I was honest with her. I mean, she, this is meant to be a pastoral relationship. And so as my pastor, I was telling her some of my challenges and my struggles. And Joel reminded me that I have to, I have to get my vocabulary to change. I have to tell the story about the good things that are going on, not just the complaints, not just the bad things um, and the struggles. And so I thought, yeah, he's absolutely right. I'd never said one good thing about this position on the people I'm working with and the things I'm loving. So I sent her a text yesterday just to kind of clear that up a little bit, but you're right. It's a, it's a mindset that I, that's the story. It's the positive story, the story of wholeness, not the complaining story of what everything's wrong. Thank you for bringing that up, Trish. Yeah. I think also for if, if we can pause long enough to say, to ask ourselves questions, to be that curious person, what else is going on? You know, how can I partner with God? What is, what is God doing in me? And that whole, that whole piece of, um, just curiosity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because our first reaction, our first thoughts are not going to typically be those, those positive, those positive energy kinds of those positive things that God might be doing. Our first thoughts, I know for me, are calamity, right? Yeah. Chaos, mm-hmm. destruction. And yeah, and I need to, I have to step back. I have to go for a walk and go, okay, let's get a grip here. God, what are you doing? Show me, you know, and it and and it, that revealing is very incremental. He never goes, well, here it is. Hmm. It's very, it's very incremental, but it is, you know, realizing that he is good. Mm-hmm. He wants good for me. Okay, mm-hmm. let's start there and not down that calamitous road that I so often take. Mm-hmm. Good, Jerry. Thank you. It's a great conversation, gang. Thank you all for being here today. Um, as far as I know, we'll be back here next week, and I hope all of you can join us again. I'll see you then. Thank you, Ken. For more information about Faith Walking, visit www.faithwalking.com. We want to remind you that Faith Walking exists because of your financial support. Please consider donating today at faithwalking.com. Visit our site for more workshops and courses available online. Thank you for listening.